Hey, Mark. Welcome. Hi. This is uh, Mike Rosso here, film photography podcast. Mark and I are here just to hang out and do uh, what I call wraparound or intro to some segments that are already recorded. So this particular show is a show within a show. What show? You folks listening, this is the show. Yeah. But then, what was that? Within this show. What was that movie where they had different levels levels of science fiction? fiction. Inception. This is 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 one of the Inception Inception episodes episodes of FPP. FPP. It's all in the past now. Because we're going to go then to a, a whole different time. Yeah. Of something that's already recorded. And this is just the wraparound. It's all in the past now. Heavy. I'd like to welcome everyone to Film Photography Podcast. Um, it's great to have everyone here. Appreciate your ears. <laughs> a few weeks ago, in August, uh, myself, you, and Dane Johnson, I brought like a remote kit to your home during your f- infamous crab festival. Uh-huh. And as you know... you kidnapped me for like an hour and a half. I did. As you know, we went upstairs in the upper part of your manse, mm. which I've never been, by the way. It's cool up there. And I mean that physically. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it was kind of warm downstairs. You had all those kids. Well, the air conditioning is only on the upper floors. Oh, for real? Yeah. Folks out there, I'm sure a lot of people out there have barbecues and like invite people, all sorts of people over their house. Got to give you a lot of credit, man. I mean, you had a lot of people coming and going, kids running around. Yeah, and it was raining, so we were trapped inside. Yeah, this people year. like leave doors open. I mean, yeah. I'd just be paranoid of like swarms of mosquitoes coming in or. A possum just walking in. That'd be cool. Yeah. My dogs would have fun. So Dane has been absent from the show at least two years. And I've received emails you know, over the years saying, oh, when is Dane coming back? So what this, what this part of the show is, is this is the disclaimer, just so you have time to get your kids out of the room before the Dane section well, starts. Yeah, actually what I'm going to do is, <laughs> Dane said, oh, hey, he sent me an email afterwards. He was already a few, what he called, a few beers in. Yeah. But he was just like a, like a potty mouth machine. <laughs> I love that <laughs> So I, you know, because this is a family show, I'm going to, I'm going to take all his potty mouth segments. I'm going to put them on one timeline and maybe put it up on uh, SoundCloud or something. It'll be like a Joseph Super Smash mix. Also, I'll give it to you and John if you want to do some music, <laughs> music to it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, 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 uh. The Film Photography Podcast Camera Donation Program. This is the program where you, our listener, and folks all over the U.S., send us cameras. And, uh, Mark, you witness again. You know, every few weeks go by and you come by and. Yeah, no, don't limit it to the U.S. If you've got some crazy old Russian or British cameras, yeah. send them. The project is kept alive by you, our listener. It would not exist without you. What is the, what is the mission? Year, year, at year nine, what is the mission? The mission is education of film photography. Today, we have the Alhambra High School in Phoenix, Arizona, and they're getting a package uh, this week of um, 35 millimeter SLRs. And the Da Vinci Photo Club Ooh. in Portland, Oregon, uh, they're getting a fleet of cameras. Uh, so, some of these things, like the Da Vinci Photo Club, are run by adults after school who basically use their own money. Sort of like when I was in the camera club in high school. There was no official class, but Mr. Koob, K-O-O-B, mm-hmm. he looked like Grizzly Adams. All right. He had a camera club, and I didn't know anything about cameras. I just had my Canon FT from my Aunt Linda. I went to the camera club. It was me and just two other students, Andrew Chaffo. And one other kid, I don't remember who it was. But there was a dark room in the high school, but no one used it because there was no class. But, you know, if you went to the camera club, you got full access to the dark room. I have basically the same story. The same thing happened to me when I was in high school. My school was very academic, but it had a giant, incredible wood shop. From, but no one had used it since like the 70s or 80s. Make they a house in there. Yeah, they, ex- exactly. They didn't do wood shop anymore. And this guy came in and said, you know what? I'll offer a class that I'll teach kids how to build a musical instrument. 
So when I was 15, I built my first electric viola, and you know we built all these instruments, and he's he's the one that taught us how to use all the fancy tools, and you know then it's it set off my life like it was amazing. I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't been if it hadn't been for that. So yeah, you know, so we talk I about see these little camera clubs. That's great. I talk about the FPP and I talk about the kids, but hey, let's talk about the adults like Professor Ryan here in Phoenix, Arizona. And if it wasn't for these, if it wasn't for these brave adults who go above and beyond to say, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool to to you know get this thing going? Because there's no real. The actual school administration does not push or put it on the agenda. It's, it's, I mean, these professors care to say, oh, I'm going to yeah. start this class. And I think it's very much every man for himself, whereas the administration would be like, well, we don't have a budget, but if you can get this together, we have the space and we have the darkroom, knock yourself out. A lot of these folks, like I think it's Professor Ryan who says, you know, I have everything I need. I just don't have the cameras. I don't have the I don't have the first email he sent. If there's a school out there that has an old unused dark room in it, then uh, they should definitely be setting up classes. That'd be great. Uh, I wish I had done it when I was in high school. The Da Vinci Club says my wife and I and two other parents have cleaned up and reorganized the dark room at Da Vinci Middle School. He's a parent volunteer. Mm-hmm. They ran a ten week club in the spring and they had fifteen students, which dropped to about eight due to various conflicts, i.e., track practice. Hey. Oh, I was going to say soccer. Yes. Yeah. So they've been doing, like, they've been, like, just reaching in their own pocket. Yeah. You know, so so that's what's going on. That's, that's you know, I think, uh, you know, folks listening, at its heart, at, at its heart of F, what is FPP, it is this broadcast. This is the uh, pivot, so to speak. This is the heart of the... The idea of donating, of all you folks out there sending us stuff. By the way, we're mighty low on like sugar treats and <laughs> cookies, and we have nothing. So just, just throwing it out there. These boxes that come in that have letters like, I didn't want to throw this out, or this was my husband's, or mm-hmm. I used this in college, and I have no use for it. I mean, the world is digital, but I'm so thrilled that there's a, a place in the world for this, I mean, craft. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a craft, and it's a beautiful thing. So I'm thrilled to say, as of right now, I have these two uh, schools on the hook, as I say. Mark and I are going to send out cameras to them. And I have at least three more emails I haven't even answered yet from other schools. So, mm. And as you can see, Mark, when you came in today, the donations are still coming in. So Back the, up, yeah. Yeah, so the program is, is it's, it's like a living organism, you know? So why don't we... Uh, Drop down another level and go to the well, just time continuum and go to the segment. Okay, let's jump back. Yeah, let's jump back. It's all in the, past, all in the past now. For you! For you! Super special guest, Dane Johnson. Yo, yo. He's back. Mark Dalzell. As usual. Everyone uh, listening, it's been really action packed month. First of all, we're here at Crab Fest 2018. That's right. I knew Dane was going to be here, so I packed up my Shure FP33. FPP. FPP33. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. And threw it in the bag with a few mics. Nice. And uh, Mark set up a card table. Literally a card table. Literally a card table. And uh, let's see, uh, Dane has his Yashica F- yes. FX what? Thanks to Mark. Uh, yeah, the old FX70, which I was been trying to shoot. I loaded up with some nice SFEMA color 125 and then i went to shoot it and i it went click and then the shutter the the you know, the thing the flipper thing mirror just, the mirror just held open i'm like great anyway right. so the batteries were dead so mark hooked me up and said hey man your battery's in backwards in- <laughs> What's up? is that a, a m42 mount this is not she has its own thing okay. going on she come out it's but no, I, and this is a special one because remember this is the one that the the plastic all rotted off. Yeah, it's all like clean, stripped, stripped. It's the super legera. It's like an '80s pair. It's no. Hey, Dane's back. Asia Carrera. Ooh, the Asia Carrera. I have a. Oh yeah, what is that one? This is called a Fujika ST605N. Oh, where's John? We need John for the. That blows away the 604. And it has a 28 millimeter M42 mount. Two weeks ago, I was in Finlay, Ohio for the FPP walking workshop, and Mark O'Brien gave me a little Industar. Oh, that thing. Pancake insane. M42 lens. That's insane. I think it was made in China. No, Could be Russian. It's not. It's Russian. No, it looks Russian. 
It's got the prism logo. It's got logo. Cyrillic lighting on it, writing on it. Yeah. So that's why I cracked out the Fujika, because I just wanted to try out that no. pancake lens. So, but you haven't... Well, I don't like it. Oh. No. Right. Because... Sorry, Mark. No preview. There's no preview. Yeah. So when you, when you screw it on the camera, you and do? you stop it down to <laughs> F8... What did I do to do to you? It's dark. I know. You can't see nothing. So that you have to basically focus, <laughs> then stop it down. Just shoot it wide open. Yep. I could. Well, wait, wait. Shoot from the hip, like Joseph would say. Yeah, yeah but it's really dark today. Why is my reels blank? Yeah. So yeah. that's why you would be shooting open. As a matter of fact, preparing for today, not that I shot that much, I went to my phone. Where is it? It's over there. No. Oh. So, folks listening, as you know, I, I, I use the Goss and Luna Pro light meter. It's a handheld light meter. Yes, yes. Uh, so I have on my phone, it's an app. This is an Android. It's called Light Meter. And I paid... An extra dollar ninety nine to get the full app. Okay, worth it. And it now allows me to to dial it down to ISO six. Wow, you know that was a actually a question. Do you have the mind. same app? No, I did. And it doesn't reset when you close it, which it used to always uh, make me crazy. Yeah, it holds your settings. <laughs> it holds your settings now. Yeah, it didn't used to do that. I didn't realize that's exactly. that alone is worth the two bucks. It's a good app, and it looks beautiful for a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> I think it's two ninety nine. Yeah, no. So I'm just out, folks out there. If you have an Android, just maybe, maybe for i iPhone too as well. Yeah, do they make one for? I don't even know. I'm sure yeah, it's probably do. twenty they bucks have. if it's for iPhone. It's just called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just called Light Meter, and it works really, really well. It look and it looks like an old Gossen or something. Yeah. So if you don't have room or you don't want to carry the Gossen around your neck, just you know, <laughs> use your. That'll help you, like my. my- my nephew's been shooting film and uh Augie and he's uh he says he sent me a text he goes hey man there's something on FEP called microfilm under 35 millimeter should I get some of that I was like yeah man go for it he goes yeah but it's like 0.6 ASA what what does that mean I'm like just, I said I should shoot it in bright light but he's all scared of the low the low, low, ISO. low, low ISO stuff so I'm like don't be afraid of it you have a I gave him my old Pentax K1000 it's got a 1.8 or whatever it is. One point, yeah, that sounds right. Probably. Yeah, 1.8. That's right. One point, whatever, yeah. And he, so I'm like, look, dude, you can go in bright sunlight, go wide open with that, and do long exposures and stuff like that. Yeah. He's like, whoa. So it blew his mind, the idea that you could get short, uh, like a depth of, field. depth of field stuff in bright light. And your, your nephew's Without, name is Augie. Uh, August. Augie. So Augie, if you're listening... What you want is the Kodak low ISO film. It's standard C41. Yep. Okay. It's ISO 1.6. Nice. And Damn. Yeah. It's it's it'll give you some kind of it'll give you kind of wacky colors. Okay. And I think you're really gonna like it. All right. And then there's of course the Kodak microfilm, which is that's what he was looking. That's at. a 0.8. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. ISO. Yeah. I, I still love like some of the best shots I ever got was when I first got some. Uh, uh, 25 uh, Fka. Is that what it is? Oh, the yeah, Fka 25. 25. Oh, yeah. I still God, have a stockpile of that. So good. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm the first time I was like, that's just, that's that's what it's about right there. I've got I've got some uh, three in one of my cameras right now. I've been shooting that for a while. Which I I'm s- always surprised when I meter it and I'm like, really? Like full sun and I'm still at You're like a, a 30th one, of a second? Two? Yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah. Who is it? Mr. Pizza Guy. Again? Mr. Pizza Guy, sir. Four of the deviled cheese and sausage. Right here, dude. Time to wake this show up. I have a few letters that came in. We have a letter from Laura Rivera, and she says, I've been listening to many episodes as I can of the FPP in the last weeks or so. It's been a lifesaver. And wow. uh, Laura was, was kind of held up, you know, ill. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, when she was recuperating... You know, what do you do? You watch TV, you read a book, you listen to radio. Of course, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, so I'm very, very happy for folks out there who are either laid up, uh, tr- driving a truck. Oh, yeah, truck drivers. You know, yeah. have a long commute or whatever. Pharmacists. Yeah. <laughs> FPP film is popping up all over the place. <laughs> so this is, if you Google decisive moment shop, hmm. you'll get a website. It's in Australia, and they carry... FPP film. Okay. You know, they buy it from the FPP. Okay, they, they buy it from... Yeah, okay. If you live in Australia, you could order it direct from them. 
Okay. It's going to be a little extra money, but you yeah, save it on the shipping. shipping. And all that other bullshit that goes along, yeah. Yeah, so just a uh, shout-out to Decisive nice. Moment Shop. But then you don't get – because every, every roll that Justin sends out, he, he gently kisses it before he puts it in the box. And you don't get that. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, this is from Andrew Barnum. Andrew's been mm. – Bartram? No, not Bartram. Oh, sorry. Barnum. Barnum. As in, Bailey's and shit. Yeah, Ringling yeah. Brothers Barnum Bailey. And chocolate liquor. Um, he says, I, I heard one of your newest podcasts. Someone made a comment about the baking soda Remjet video on YouTube. That was me. That was definitely way. you. Based on personal experience, getting Remjet off is not as easy as Mike makes it out to be. No. I can't believe you're even reading this letter. Andrew, no, no, actually it is. You just, your water's not hot enough. Like, like. Why is it that myself, Leslie, Mark Dalzell, we just like, if we just stare at it the wrong way, it'll just come rubbing up. Since you're like doing your chemistry and you're heating up your chemistry in, you know, a bucket of hot water, you have that bucket of hot water. So when you're done your C41 home processing, you just take your film and you just do your wash in that bucket of hot water. And then the Remjet just rubs off, rubs off with your thumb. Oh, man. So anyhow, Remjet, Kodak Vision 3 film. That's not like a broken record, right? Our listeners don't know what that is, at least. Now they do. Yeah. How could they not? The Kodak Vision 3 film, it's motion picture film that you could shoot in your still camera. FPP sells it. If you're in England, Nick and Trick Photo sells it. But don't send it to Dark Room. Don't send it to the Dark Room. Don't send it to anybody. You could send it to... They sent that shit right back. You could send it to now Blue Moon Photo. Oh, okay. They're in uh, Portland, Oregon. That's a good one, though. Yeah, that's a good one. You could send it to Old School Film Lab in... New Hampshire. Oh, from my, you can send my. it to the boutique fo- f- Boutique Film Lab. Mm. Boutique. The boutique <laughs> film lab. Yeah. They're in uh, Tennessee, or you could send it to the camera shop up in Minnesota. Okay, that's pretty. A lot of damn so that's options. four places in the U.S. Yeah. Or do it yourself. Or do it yourself with bacon soda and well, no, no. Oh, Just the rub. Just a rub. So Andrew's saying, Spicy rub. he said, in professional labs, they use borax, water, sort. Dry They're sort. saying they use power jets. Like 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 compressed. Well, I think they put it in a processor that has a Oh, yeah, a they probably do. Where there's... When you're doing hundreds of feet, thousands of feet, you probably need something like that. But when you're doing a roll of 35, I assume you can rub your thumbs on it. And yes. Oh, you it know, out. and this is, the, this is the disclaimer I always say, which is there's photographers like me or Dane, and there's photographers like <laughs> Matt. Hey, thanks. If you're like a like a mat type photographer, yes, you want to send it out. They do the water jet, whatever. They do the borax. Guys like me and Dane and Mike, we're the thumb remover guys. Well, like we, we're not so obsessed. Here's with- the thing, just so folks listening know, like I I don't feel that like oh like my method. It like look, whatever works for you, if it just, works. It just works. Just do it. He's saying yeah. for home developing, it's best to get as much rem jet off as possible before pour- pouring in the developer. Okay. I don't do that. Well, That's, how are you going to do that in the dark? I mean, I, no. You right? do you do a water wash before you even. But, but I don't even bother it. with that. I do. Right. I do one. Well, that's water. fine. If if that's yeah. what works for him, that's what works for him. Hey, man, if that is what works for you, then that's what. That's awesome. You know, people also concerned because you get all the sediment in your developer. Oh yeah, Mark hates that. Shit. Meaningless. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, Mark loves when that stuff builds up. In that. It doesn't mean yeah. all that extol all the sediment in your your C forty one developer. It's not going to harm anything. Now, there may be people listening Pay who extra are cringing that. right now, and they just don't agree with me. And it's that's fine. okay. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine. Just like yeah. the, the airport x-ray. That's right. So I was on Facebook. Oh, I posted, start again with that. I posted, and like, I'm like, yeah. someone posted, oh, you know. I would rather talk about the Hungry Dutchman. Airport X-ray, yada yada. What about like, the rusty trombone? That's a good one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, well, you know, Mark Dalzell and I in 2012, we went in an airport, out an airport, here, there, everywhere. Don't worry oh, about it. Oh, with your film and all that." And then business. Uh, some yeah, guy right. posted, "You're some guy posted, you are giving very bad advice." Uh, and it's like people yes. get very upset. Yeah, it's good for them. It's like there is a video on YouTube right now. Young guy, I guess he's in his early 30s. Yeah. Yeah, talk about the film sweats. But I, was, I watched the whole video. He's walking through. He's like, I'm going through the airport with my film on uh, an assignment. Oh, yeah. And the guy was so sweating it. But I thought, I watched the whole thing. I'm like, you know, if this is what works for the guy, then okay, fine. But the whole hand check and this, like, just stop. Just don't worry. Just get Look, on the freaking plane. Bag and all that business. Yeah. So 
I think it's good advice not to put it in your luggage. Just put it on your bag over your shoulder. Right. <laughs> put it on that. Uh, let that, it get. Just let it get yeah. zapped. Yeah. So what? Hey, bonus. And we had, didn't we have? We had, I had like five hundred T with like. Would it, would it, is the higher ISO stuff the more sensitive yeah. stuff? To, okay. Duh. Yeah. Duh. To be fair. For everyone out That's there. That's why I only shoot 0. 0.6 ISO. I'm guessing each airport is going to be a little different. And if it, maybe, let's say if an airport's Actually. on high alert and they're like, oh, you know, ramp up that extra. Yeah, give that thing a little. Like, th- I don't know. I want to see through the floor. You know, I'm guessing if you want to be safe, then sure, to get your, your. If you, what do you, you know, you got that one shot of that, like, alien landing in, in Colorado. Yeah. You might want to protect that, you know, something like that. Yeah. Take a train home. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, folks listening, just folks who just tuned in. <laughs> You know, folks who haven't yet tuned out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what, they, what are these folks guys who talking just about? Tuned in. We're talking about airports and X-rays. So, what else does Andrew say? He says, finally, Kodak Color Plus two hundred. Now, listen, I like. See, here's the, my new mantra about film photography. I don't, I don't think, think anyone, anyone knows, knows anything. anything. Duh. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. I asked my Kodak rep. I said, "This color plus two hundred is the same as gold two hundred here in the states." I asked Leslie, "I'm like, absolutely, it's the same film." But people are claiming, like, you know, it's gaining a lot of traction here in an online store. It's the cheapest film available, and it produces excellent results. But it has a different, the the you know the artwork on the canister is a little different than. Gold two hundred, yeah. But it's, I think it's the same film. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think, think anyone knows, knows anything. anything. I remember using that. I haven't tried that, but I remember the gold stuff. Every when I'd get my film back, and I'd start to, I'd be like, I could always spot that gold. I, you hated it. I I do because I, I, everything I ever but shoot most is always of mine so expired, expired anyways. Yeah. But but I t- uh, every time I mean so so this is a new version of that. Well, it's it, it says sadly Kodak has chosen not to promote this amazing film. It's not part of their professional line, like yeah. John's Pro Lamage film that he likes. Hey, th- nice segue. Pro Lamage 100. <laughs> That's why we got you here. Just got its market extended. And is now being sold in the UK as well as in China. China. This film. Is unique because it can be stored in high temperatures without damaging the film. Really? Wait, that's important. Well, that means is just, that a thing? You just opened his freezer up for more meat. Pro Lamage 100. It can be stored at high temperature. That's a weird feature. It's actually called Pro Image 100. That's Pro Image. Yeah. So, like in a toaster oven? It's sold in South America. Oh yeah, because it's hot there. It's hot, so yeah. the, I'm guessing it has a little more shellac. That's on it. pretty interesting. So they put an extra coat of shellac on it. It's not stocked here in the U.S., but you can buy it from eBay. A little extra butter. Nice. It's not that much more. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, comes in a five pack, which is kind of sweet. No, no. Thank right. you very much for the letter. And yeah. you know, as I've been saying, you know, they probably soak it in that shit. That's I'm very saying. thankful Andrew sent his letter because I'm interested in everyone's opinion about oh, Ramjet, yeah. Pro Lamage, Kodak Color Plus 200, everything. China. Mark myself. Dane, we're on Flickr.com. F-L-I-C-K-R. Get on board with that. From John Parisi. He just... Uh, I mentioned Rod McEwen. Does anyone know who he is? I have a Rod McEwen book downstairs for you. Okay. Uh, so Rod McEwen in the 60s and 70s, he's a poet. And he would do... And he doesn't know it. He would do um, spoken word over or like late 60s orchestra. Ah. And after every summer rain... An August rainbow. Sunlight. In the good. It's the last time I go to a Saturday night church dinner. Nice. Yeah. John Parisi says, uh, telling me that that he wrote Seasons in the Sun. What? That guy wrote that? Well, Terry Jack sung it. Oh, is that like sure. Islands in the Stream? Oh, we had joy, we had fun. That's, what That's it. And that was That's Rod McEwen? We had joy, we had fun. That's Stephen Hawking. Rod McEwen also sung the big hit. Gene, Gene, roses are red. My dad probably knows that one. Plus, groups like the Kingston Trio. Ooh, they must live by them. him. Yeah, they must the have The Kingston been. Trio recorded many of his songs. Wow. I know the Kingston Rod Trio. Rod McEwen wrote over 1,500 songs. What? Damn. That's more than smooth. That's more than Kevin. <laughs> A sale of over 100 million records worldwide. That's... 
Uh, not that guy. <clears throat> and he has... Um, that guy didn't sell a single record. Mm-mm. And these are artists that have recorded his stuff. Robert Goulet. <laughs> Whoa! Streisand, Perry Cuomo. Jesus! Petula Quark. Not that guy. Petula Clark. Petula Quirk. <laughs> Waylon Petuli, Jennings. Petula Farts. <laughs> Boston Pops. Chet Baker. <laughs> Johnny Cash. <laughs> Pete Fontaine. Andy Williams. Percy Faith. Andy Kaufman. Yep. Okay, very good. Thank you very much, John Parisi. <laughs> He's done with you. Okay. He just, he just that dude wrote too much shit. That's Mark. crazy. Oh, I get to read it something. This is a letter from Nicole. It says, here's the message. I teach photography and filmmaking at a French art school here in Ottawa, Canada. Your school program is a great idea. Bravo! Oh. To reopen our darkroom, I had to scour Kijiji. What? That's is like that, Canadian Craigslist. No. Asking for donations. But it worked. People who are passionate about film tend to also be really generous when it comes to passing that info on to the next generation. 35mm, ah, medium format, 16mm, and super all get celebrated and developed in our darkroom. It is not always easy to explain to the adults why analog is important, but the kids get adults. it. That's true. I just true. found your site, and all of a sudden I feel way, way less, less alone. alone. <laughs> Nicole Blundell. And it's true. Because I see the whole passing it on to the next because when I moved, all my sh- stuff went into uh, – like I start to censor myself now. What's the point? Yeah, yeah careful. Language. So uh, I put all my uh, stuff in boxes, pulled all the batteries out, all my cameras. You did? Uh, well, I had, yeah, when we were doing wow. all – wrapped them in bubble wrap. I never think to that. do that. Have you opened any? Is everything still wrapped? So, no, well, I had them and then in there and I pulled – I kept like certain ones out like the Yashica here and then like the uh, – the A1 Canon, and then like my Mercury, and like, you know, the Loma, whatever. You keep the basics around. And then the rest of them, until my nephew came around, he's like, what about this thing? And what about that thing? And I started, so I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I'm not using these things are sitting in a damn box. Oh, did you? Did, so well, I started, I just, he's like going to be eight, I think he's 18. Did you kind of blow his mind showing him all your stuff? Well, you know what blew his mind originally was the, uh, he was like, you ever heard this like, it was it was about the the Polaroid peel apart. You know, he was asking oh, about pack film. And I happened to have the one hundred. Uh, the yeah, the, uh, the yeah FP one hundred C. No, no, no. The, uh, the camera. Yeah, it had and it had FP one hundred C in it. No. Oh wait. What are had, you talking about? Okay, hold on. Back it up. Beep 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 beep. And it had the uh, one hundred. Uh, had a pack. Yeah, the black and white one. Yeah, it goes for like $100 a dollars. Yeah, pack. yeah, yeah. It happened to have like six shots of that left. I found an old 100 that I didn't even know was in there. Yeah. So he's like, you ever see that peel apart cameras, you know, those ones with the, the, with the bellows? And I'm like, yeah, I got one. Let me go, let me go find yeah, it. Yeah, I, I got like 20 of them. I dug it out. And, I was, and, he, and he's like, and then I, he goes, whoa, this is like the 100, this is the black and white stuff. This is like $100 a shot. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, it's got six shots. Let's shoot one. You know? and, uh, it is $100 I know. for a pack of 10. And it's been in that camera for four years because I didn't – I happened three years. I didn't think about it. So I, sh- I we shot a shot, and it was awesome, and everything came out perfectly. He was like – here's the picture. He goes, no, no, I want the negative. Uh, I was like, ah, you're on to something. So, he knows what he's yeah, doing. So, he, so that was funny. So then I ended up pulling out a bunch of old cameras and giving, just giving them. So I was like, dude, when am I going to use yeah. all that? When am I going to shoot? I have your, two Mercuries. You kept your Yashica, though. Uh, you yeah. got two Mercuries? Yeah. I, no, I found that. another one. And I only have two what, Mercuries. The, the parking meter? The, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's, Nice, Mike. Yeah. And he's, he's, that's, he's got some amazing shots he's got out of that thing. And, Where does he uh, live? He's in Maryland. And, he's ever in New Jersey City. Bring him by the studio. Oh, he would. That would be. He'd love that. You wouldn't even yeah. believe what it looks no, like he'd, now. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Oh my god, <laughs> he lives in Maryland. I've been, Where in I haven't been there in two years. Uh, it's like Ellicott City. Ellicott yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, Ellicott right City. He's composing. There was a guy from Ellicott City in Finlay, Ohio, this past week. Really? Yeah. Ellicott City. But I tell yeah. you right now. Uh, yeah, I gotta go to Ellicott City now. Oh, anyway. do you know that I did a DJ remix on that that's that smooth? Have you guys heard oh, it? Oh, I don't know. This don't is how know. the song goes. There's no future. There's no future. Joe sings. Oh. I don't even so know that like one. A gap. Wait, let's hear it right now. Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. Where's the future? You just don't turn it off. 
Oh, it's so good. So you guys have no, I have no clue of recollection what that, of recording that none. song? That sounds, that sounds really all. old, though. I bet none. that's like 2008. Dude, you got to remember that like in Smooth Times, Time there was literally 1,450 tracks recorded over that eight, nine-year period. So like, there's going to be a few where we're like, especially those late-night ones, like that one. Yeah. Okay. Anytime Joseph us, gets, the one gets lit, track. any of those is like, ain't no train going downtown. Now, is Joseph uh, um, like a mild, mild man? Oh, yeah. Guy? No, he's... he's so cold, it's yeah. almost like he would be like, he would want to talk... He'd be embarrassed about it. He would be embarrassed, but he wouldn't... Particular. That's his. It's almost like a. Uh, I like to think of it as an almost like that's him on vacation. You know, it's like he's not during the day. That's not him. He goes to Smooth for him. You know, Smooth is different things for a lot of people, and like <laughs> means different things to different people. So for him in general, those those nights were to like escape and like to not. Like to anything else of real world does not exist anymore, regardless of whatever is going on in the world, unless it was. But he was really good about pulling current events in. I always liked that part. <laughs> so my my point being is like it it's not particularly like he would would want that promoted or whatever. But he obviously at the same time he's he's never going to watch that. And, right? No, it's you know. And he, even if he did, he'd just be like he'd probably laugh about it. Well, I, I think it's sort of like uh, what's a good word? Um, like that guy in the dark room. I didn't put that video together. Right, right. The he, fact that a guy in Hawaii that's loves that song, loves that, that mix of that it, and then cuts a it, it that's and then re- that edits it and, and then puts sends it. it to that's, me. that's pretty. Aw- that's more awesome than anything, really. I mean, yeah. That's, so that's what's cool about like the internet and all that kind of stuff nowadays. So what do you call but, that? Serendipity. Uh, Serendipity. I don't know. Serendipity. Collusion. <laughs> I think it's 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 really cool in general, like how much you can take something nowadays. I mean, it, if you're not trying to steal it and make money off of it, of course. But if you're, but to like put your own uh, kind of spin on something and spit it back out there, you know, it's kind of a, like a collaboration that that uh, what do you want? Like an anonymous collaboration that people just kind of do iterations of things and put them out there, and then somebody else picks it up from there. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll take a remix and do a remix of his remix, right? And throw some some. Uh, Throw some, Throw Sam, some Kennison Sam Kennison on it or something. Right, right. You know? Back there, I can fly a good ship. I can drive a tank. I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold the job. Fucking guys! This is an email from Graham. G R A. Oh, Graham. Oh, Graham. Of course I it actually, is. Actually, I was, I was hoping... That ain't how you spell Graham. Literally, how many beers have you had? G-R-A-E-M-E. Like Graham. I was just listening to the episode number 193 on which you discussed both the Lubitel and the Jolly Look. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah that's I, that's I don't current. I either of those. Yeah. I got my Jolly Look downstairs. It's awesome. Ooh, we'll play with it in a minute. Show when we're done here. Show me in the closet. You're going to like it. All right. I've had many vocal and incorrect people try to... T- vocal... Vocal and incorrect people <laughs> try to tell me that the Lubatel is a good camera, but as always, Leslie Laserbeams is 100% <laughs> correct in her assessment. Is that I, what it says? That's what it says, Leslie Laserbeams. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. I also agree with Mark's take on the Jolly Look as a fun camera that was worth the money I spent on it. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like playing a telephone game. It has quirks. Apparently, the Jolly Look has quirks. It has quirks. It does. I'll tell you later. Okay. Anyway, long story short, I pulled the Instax holding and ejecting part of the Jolly Look out, which they refer to as the developing unit, easily done without causing damage, and have artisanally attached it to the back of my Lubitel 166 Universal with cardboard and a lot of electrical tape. The end result, while not exactly elegant, is more used to me than either camera separately although it won't focus further than one meter away. Still perfect for headshots. Thought I'd share this dumb but fun, easy and non-destructive hack with you guys. There are a few... Shut up, Dane. There are a few pictures ah, of the... Jo- He's got to get some wine with Oh, him. I like this. There are a few pictures of the Jalubatel and results on the Sunny 16 podcast Instagram feed. Keep being awesome. Really hope you make it to the UK again sometime soon. Oh, he's from the UK. Graham. 
Yeah, remember? Graham. Love and Hugs, etc. P- it's good that it's good I read that because I have okay. something to say. Oh, I got something to say about it. Uh, there was actually uh, – was it Shakmati? Somebody on the, on the Flickr forum was saying that um, it would be cool if you could cut the Jolly Look apart and make an Instax back for something. And I looked. The Instax film is basically exactly six by four and a half centimeters. Right. Which is the same size as the as the negative of like a Mamiya six forty five, obviously, or any of those six forty five cameras. Right. So I emailed Jolly Look and said, "Hey, would you guys ever consider just selling the crank back for it?" Right. So I could make a Instax back for my Mamiya six forty five, and they they got back to me in like two minutes and said, "As of November, that part, which they're calling the development unit, will be for sale on the Jolly Look website." So you'll be able to DIY your own. I'll explain later. Yeah, Dan. yeah, yeah. I, I, you'll be able to DIY your own Instax backs for any camera that you want. Right. I like it. That's good. Ow. Be good. Why it's be a good thing. Because he's not acting excited. Right. No, I'm not excited because I, I'm not interested in having Instax mini back on the back of any of my cameras. I want Instax square. On the but back if you of had Instax square, you would end up with a little picture in the middle of a big thing anyway. The nice thing about Instax. Mini is yes. that it's exactly the same size as a 645 negative. Okay. Sure. Well, the same same shape. Same everything. It's kind of mini, though. No, it's not. Oh, for I, real? I, That's what I'm saying. It's all relative. So, so your Mamiya 645 negative size is, is that size? Is six millimeters, six six centimeters by four and a half centimeters, and the the uh, an Instax photo is like 6.2 millimeters, or six, ugh, I keep saying millimeters, 6.2 centimeters by like 4.6 centimeters or something. It's, all, it's basically exactly the same. Okay. So if you take the 120 back off of your Mamiya and stick the Jolly Look yeah. back on it, you'll end up with an But I don't like Mamiya Instax. Oh, you got another letter there. <laughs> I realize now The Jolly Look is awesome. I have no idea what a Jolly Look is. The Jolly Look, is. I've got it downstairs. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. So that's, John, that's, Leslie, and I all got them. Would you read this? You did a good job. Yeah, do it again. And you never get No, no, it. let me do this one. Let me do this No, one. what happens I'll is... I'll pass it to Dane if there's any small words. No, no, what happens okay. is it's me, John, Fideli, and Dane. And Dane. And, and was Mark. 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 How's it going? Guy. So I have to hand letter to John to give to Mark, but he never gives it to Mark. He just, he just takes reads it. it. Well, John's and the he pro. starts John's like, the reader. Come on. No, he's not. No, I always he, I did he a great job. Did the same thing you did. But he always does That's the voices. What I, always, what I do. That was the. Second. And now I'm like, can you give it to Mark, please? No, no, no. Give it to Mark, please. Give it to Mark, please. No, no. Give it to Mark, please. Untie the boat. Untie the boat. Untie the boat, will you? Hi, gang. This is from Louis Zern. Beard filter. <laughs> yeah, right? I can't read through the through all the... Not sure if you remember me. I mailed a while back about shooting 35mm in a 126-matic 804. Well, I thought I would give a quick personal update. See, this is my kind of letter, because I did that shit. <sighs> yeah. Right? Not sure if you're familiar with the work of Shane Balkovston, but I had the uh, pleasure of going out to Bismarck, North Dakota this past weekend and, and participate in his latest wet plate collaboration. Liberty cool. trudges through injustice. That sounds heavy. Yeah. Stinky. Band name. Yeah, totally. Film is developed and I'll hopefully have it up on my Flickr within the next couple of days. Anyways, in other news, I just purchased a Nikon F and I yeah. swear this thing with the photomic 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 finder. photomic finder is heavier than Dane's beard. What? What? Really? Does it really say that? No. Oh. oh, the blad. The blad. The Hasselblad. Let's get a little closer there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the blad. Heavier than the blad. The recent purchase necessitated a visit to the FPP store where I got some of the more unusual 35 millimeter yeah! film to try in the, the F. F. Yeah. Yes. yes. What do you get? What do you get? What do you get? Oh, look at all that. I got rolls of the Smeva Red Scale. Love nice. it. T Max 3200. Good. I didn't nice. know you had that. Triac Classic <laughs> Camera as an Icon F. It's his go to, apparently. Kodak Positive Microfilm, Kodak Double cool. X, Ektar, and the FPP Retro Chrome 320. That's good a good stuff. one. That yeah, is a good one. one. I, I know that one. I'm very excited to try out my new camera and these films. I also recently discovered that Leslie Laserbeams is good friends with one of fiends. my friends. Says good fiends. That's all right. I, what are you Just She's saying? friends? Okay, with who? Who is she friends with? <laughs> okay, let's find out. Chris Walker. Okay, Chris all Walker. Right. Yeah, sure. So she, he's friends with Chris Walker who was my photojournalism professor in college, Minnesota okay. State University, Moorhead. 
And I believe you have talked about previously on the show. You talked about that guy? Chris Walker, sure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it sure is a small <laughs> world, isn't it? <laughs> Cheers to all and keep doing that voodoo that you do. We're not doing the voodoo so, today. That you do. That so voodoo Kurt that you do. Whale. What? Kurt Vile. Oh, sorry. There you go. Yeah. It's from Kurt Vile? Oh, no, no, it's from, no. He's Zern. doing Do Your Voodoo Let You Do Like Kurt Vile. Okay. It's Louis R. Zern. Okay, very good. That's, a, that's great, man. Those Asselblads do weigh a lot, though, don't they? They're heavy, huh? Yeah, that's, they, that's your takeaway from that letter? That's it. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah, we have a book review. Yeah, we do. We have a book review, a Dane book review. Because Dane is such a good reader. Book of the month. Book of the month. Time for Dane's book of the month. This is a special effects photography handbook. The uh, Salvation Army thing up there, and I found this good book, Special Effects Photography Handbook uh, by Eleanor Stecker Orell. And I was like, this is crazy. Be prepared. 1998. Perfect. That was some hot film day, right? Yeah. That was like state of the art It was right stuff. before the crash. Yeah. It was right. Like if you picked up a, a popular photography, it was all oh. film cameras. Oh, and the best one in – so it's got all these great ones in here, great techniques of doing, doing – Drilling like, holes in your cameras. Yeah, now they, they don't <laughs> Pouring bleach on it. No, they didn't have that one. I, 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 I should have wrote my own book on you that You shouldn't one. have done that. No, but they have the – you know the one that got me, which was the – like blew my freaking mind, was the one about like taking a picture of a ma- – the masking one. Where you take a picture, you you paint a piece of poster board. Yep. Fifty percent gray. Yep. And then you take a whole roll, and you just shoot a whole roll. So you say you just painted gray on a piece of picture yeah. randomly, and then you shoot a whole roll with of that just gray. the gray of just the gray. Okay. Then you rewind it all. Yep. And now everything you shoot, the is going to be within that mask hmm. of gray. So you go around and shoot regular stuff. Since the outside is going to be is exposed, anything in the fifty percent gray is going to be fifty percent. You're talking exposed. about. I, I see these uh, these shots on lamography often, and it'll be like an image of a person, and you see the outline, and yep. in their outline you see whatever trees you shot and things. For trees. Same idea, yeah. It's similar. Any let examples? Me find, let me find. I got it right here. So, oh, it's actually oh. not gray; it's black. So you paint oh, a thing. Okay, back up. So what you do? Say you paint like a, a scrub a whole picture with yeah. black. That. So then you do this and, then you, and shoot a whole roll with that. And then when you take pictures of sailboats and shit, they, they will be in the mask because the outside will be overexposed and then you'll just see the inside. I was like, I got to try that. You shoot your first exposure. Let's say it's ISO 200. Do you shoot half of that? How to do it. We're talking about double exposing, folks. Can you read it out loud? No, no. It does. Oh, look. Look, there was there was a little bookmark. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Um, <laughs> no, it does go into like the ISO meter. Like paint a large black area with irregular edges in the middle of a sheet of heavy white paper. Nice. Use poster paint, which dries with a matte surface. Very nice. Take your meter reading from an 18% gray card placed over the painting. Great. <clears throat> Terrific. This will ensure that the black area will photograph as dark as possible. Yep. And that the white area will completely expose the film. Yep. Makes sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what that is anymore. No. Photograph the entire sheet of paper, including the white area. Prepare your camera for a double exposure. Oh, so you don't have to do the whole film. You can just shoot one double exposure. Yeah, I didn't know how it would line up if yeah, you did yeah, the whole right. roll. Yeah. Prepare your camera for double exposure. Focus on the subject of your painting. Meter the subject normally and make the second oh, okay. exposure. Be sure the subject is positioned within the dark area, obviously. Okay. There you go. Ideas to try. Paint an oval, <clears throat> paint a star, other shape. If you're shooting with a manual camera when you rewind your film and then reload, I guess you could line up the film exactly in the same place it was. Well, I guess what you would do, you'd, be, you'd walk around with your piece of poster board, you take a picture click. of it, and then double expose, take a picture of something oh. else. Like so cameras, it would line up. Like some, like, 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 of course, like, unfortunately, it's, it's funny how some of them, it's either the, the least complex cameras or the more complex cameras offer that. Like the A1 has a switch. For oh, double is that right? Yeah, you click this thing, and it, that when you go to when you do the film thing, it doesn't actually forward the film. Interesting. Or it's like the simpler Lomo shit, you just hit. The yeah, I was gonna say you can use like a Holga or a yeah, Debonair. Of course, this is all Holga world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the way to go. Or your TLR that you can just re- reset yeah. the shutter and just shoot yeah. again. Or a box camera. Still love my yeah. box cameras. Yeah, yeah, the best. And this is called Special Effects Photography Handbook. Yeah, there are so many this cool is- things in here from the late '90s. 
I mean, they talk about like uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Huh. So bad, we're uh, that's it. Day. That's it. Bad that's day. all I have. Uh, I just wanted to to mention again the uh, obscure dark room. Oh, please do is moving forward. Um, and just as a you know, as a reminder, if you're in the northern New Jersey, New York City area, and yes. uh, you'd be interested in participating in some community darkroom space, look it up. It's uh, obscuradarkroom.com. And if anybody has any darkroom equipment that they'd be up for donating, um, you can go to that same site and uh, and let them know because they would love to have it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. You're Mark. very welcome. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Oh, yes. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> we'll be back on. Yeah, I sold them uh, this. I don't want to break it. Yeah, we'll be back. Then. All right, that's it. Well, hey, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. That was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> be nice to get Dane back on a regular, regular basis, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> You tell us. Yeah. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com if you'd like to send us an email, comment about this episode. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to mix, th- mix things up every now and then. Uh, we'll see you. We'll be back in just one short week. Wow, really? Yeah. All right. One week, one week. Yeah. Over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. You want to buy more? You asked me. I didn't ask you. Don't need the light. And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. Who are they to protest me, huh? Who are they? Do what you gotta do. For you! For me, civilian life is nothing! In the field, we had a coat of iron. You watch my back, I watch yours. Back here, there's nothing! Back there, I can fly a gunship. I can drive a tank. I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold the job. Fucking guys!
tired. I went out anyway. The Saturday night people were everywhere. Dueling in the streets with their automobiles. I was hoping for... Well... Maybe I'd given up hope. Right then, anyway. I came into grips with all guards down. Not even hiding behind myself anymore. Here. Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> Certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. You're absolutely right, Mr. Spicoli. It is our time. Yours, mine, and everyone else's in this room. But it is my class. Hamilton, Brandt, Kornfeld, up front. Mr. Spicoli has been kind enough to bring us a snack. Be my guest. Help yourselves. Get a good one. <laughs> <laughs> 